Oh, one second, one second. Spare with me a second. Oh, one second. Almost there. What's that? What is that? One second. Oh. Okay, we're good. Dude, what we're was good. that? That was the freight train going past. It's, that's heading to Milan, apparently. Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... There's that many challenges that, that had gone on. Somebody else come up with the idea of, of an elevation challenge. So you've not got to be the quickest runner. It's how much elevation you can gain in 15 minutes. It's brilliant, and it just brings together that community, which is absolutely brilliant, and it, it just keeps you connected during those those hard times. And it also makes you realise who at the running club is a complete lunatic, like the person <laughs> who suggested the elevation challenge. I mean, what's that about? That's going to kill you. Running with Jake, the podcast, Because every runner needs the occasional Plot, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to another episode of Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. This is the place for your podcast pick-me-up. No matter where you're listening to the show right now, we want to put you in a good mood, want to get you firing on all cylinders, ready for the week ahead, the day ahead, make, making sure that you are smashing your runs. If you are looking for a professional-sounding podcast, we do take great pride in our show. If you did listen to the episode last week... I was on location and there were quite a few crickets in the background. We didn't quite have the acoustic ambiance as our normal shows, uh, normal episodes do. And today is exactly the same. So I'm just going to bowl that one out there. I want you to manage your expectations of the show. I am still in Italy. We are here and the crickets are still going whappy. I was in a recording session on another podcast yesterday. And what I did, Jake, is because we're currently experiencing a ridiculous heatwave in the UK, which I'm not going to complain about because it's nice. Um, but what it does create is it creates uh, my body to sweat a lot and to get very, very hot in my little home studio here because I went for the cheap home studio that doesn't have the air conditioning. Um, and what I was going to do when I called you up and we hooked up to do this recording, I thought to myself, I'll close the window because there's a, a scaffolding guy across the street who keeps shouting, he's got his radio on and he keeps clanging the scaffolding. And I thought, I'm going to close the window. But then I thought, to be honest, the scaffolding and the clanging and the radio and all that stuff that's happening over there won't be anywhere near as upsetting and off-putting as the flipping crickets. <laughs> What's going on with the crickets? <laughs> it's non-stop with the crickets. They never shut up, do they? Oh, man. I mean, before the recording session, you said to me, mate, are the crickets too bad? I'm going, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to ask them to shut up? Are you going to ask them to be quiet? What shall we do? If you could see me right now in my new uh, temporary, relatively temporary recording studio, it's basically an umbrella, but it's one of those from Decatur. It's quite cool where you can angle the umbrella when it's a little bit windy. So that's exactly what I've done just to help protect me a little bit. So to try and improve the acoustics a bit. I mean, look, we are professional. We do love our show. And we actually, well, I had a message from Ing. Uh, we had a message last week from Ing, uh, who's a, a very loyal listener to our show. And she said, Jake, look, maybe you should think about taking some time out. A lot of podcasts that I do listen to, they have like little breaks and stuff and holidays and just some time out. We don't want time out. We want to bring you your weekly dose of running motivation every single week. That's our commitment, me and the crickets. It comes to something, though, um, when Ing is is telling us to take some time <laughs> off. Because, like you say, Ing is a big supporter of the show, but she's going, for God's sake, guys, stop it with the content. Just stop it. I have to listen. I don't want to listen. Stop it. Well, we've got another few weeks of this, because from Italy, 
We, well, I actually, we, we drive to Naples tomorrow. This, I tell you, you know you've made it in life, Pete. I'm going to tick something off the bucket list tomorrow. I am going to Naples and I'm going to eat pizza in the home of pizza. How awesome is that going to be? That's just, that's going to be the most amazing thing. You say it's going to be awesome, Jake, but I've been, I've been there. I've had pizza there. And let me tell you, it ain't as good as Pizza Hut, mate. <laughs> no way. I don't even know what they're doing. You hear this thing about Italy, great coffee, great pizza. What I would say, right, is I would say, I would say overpriced pizza, average coffee. And and as far as the pizza's concerned, I'll take a deep pan every day, thank you very much, mate, with the stuffed crust. Thank you. Yes, I'll have that every day over your traditional Italian stuff. I mean, that's a fair point. You can't find pineapple in Naples. Absolutely not. Oh, no. What's that about, eh? Oh, hang on a second. Sorry about this. Sorry about this. It's all go today at the beach, I tell you. Jake? It's, um, oh, that's... Uh... Well, no, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. It's fine. Just a, just a helicopter going over. I was looking to see if it was um, Sea Rescue. It doesn't look like Sea Rescue. We're fine. We can carry on. We're okay. Just <laughs> anyone who has the dream of spending some time on an Italian beach, and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not having to go to Italy today in any way whatsoever. But anyone who wants to spend hours on an Italian beach, and you're just thinking, oh, I'd love to be where Jake is right now. Just consider the crickets. Consider the helicopters. Consider the bullet train that's right next to the train track. I bet they, they don't show you that on the brochure, do they? <laughs> I can't wait for next week's episode because from Naples we fly to Skiathos. Next week's episode, we won't have crickets. It'll be smashed plates in the background, mate. You wait. You wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be plates being flung left, right and centre. It's going to be chaos, I'm telling you. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Hi there, this is Frank Flake from the Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. I was a guest of Jake's on episode 73. If you haven't heard it, feel free to go back and have a listen. We get into everything from running challenges to mindset. By the way, if you've always wanted to earn in a month what you currently earn in a year, you may want to take a listen to my show. There's a link in the show notes of this episode, or you could just search for Sophisticated Property Investing on your podcast app. Running with Jake, the podcast. Adam Smith, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing today? Hi, Jake. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. I'm asking you that question, but I know you're all good. We've exchanged a few messages. We we, we speak a little bit, don't we, on social media through Instagram and stuff. You're yeah, very supportive few, few of the posts, show yeah. and buzzing and, and, and full of energy. So it's great to finally talk to you. I was thinking, you know, because I mentioned to you when I reached out to you about coming on the show that one yeah. of your fellow clubmates got in contact with us and and said we've got this I've got this great idea you need to get Adam Smith on the show he's such a top guy he's really supportive he's a great runner he's just through and through Mr Aldridge Running Club and I can't remember the guy's name at all. Uh, well, I, I, I've yeah. been trawling through the messages. <laughs> well, I did some investigation work and uh, I found out who it was. So, uh, yeah, we had a bit of a laugh about it on, uh, on the oh, weekend. Oh, fantastic. So, so, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was, uh, it was all saying as well, like, how lockdown and how it all started. We found out about you when we all was all doing our uh, core workouts on a Friday. And uh, that's how we, we found out about Jake and the podcast uh, and everything, yeah, and how it helped us all uh, get through. <laughs> yeah, I was doing the live workouts yeah. on Facebook, taking people through a, a bit of core workout and some crazy stuff, but it was it was great for people to get involved, and that's obviously what I knew of you guys, the, the Aldridge Running Club and stuff, and you were connecting with each other and saying, right, you're going to join this Friday for a bit of a that workout. It, yeah. so it's, <laughs> you're clearly very supportive, aren't you? How, how did it begin for you, Adam? Like, how did you get involved in, in the club? Because you've not been a member for, like, ever, have you? No, no, only 
me, well, 2018 I joined. I've always kept fit throughout my life, through my teens. Uh, I played basketball until left left school. Um, and then I started doing a bit of running probably 2009. Uh, trained for the Aldridge 10K way back in 2000, end of 2009. Did that in 2010 and then just stopped, stopped running. Uh, I, I don't know what, I don't know why, just, just one of those things life got in the way and never really did anything then until about, 2017, uh, one of my best friends said, oh, I'm getting married. Um, will you be like, part of the day and be one of my ushers? And I said, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, brilliant. For me, I'm going get to get back in shape just, just for that. So got to his wedding, uh, met my girlfriend, uh, Melissa, um, and then she said, why don't you train for Aldridge 10K? So I trained for Aldridge 10K uh, through... 2018 did that in the summer and that was it then I was I was hooked and uh, Melissa said well, why don't you come down on a on a Tuesday and the rest of the history really we I think if people don't know or didn't already know when they're part of a running club as to just how much of a, an integral part of their life it is lockdown's yeah. certainly shown that hasn't it oh, because it's... all of a sudden that thing that we just get used to on a Tuesday and a Thursday or whatever the club night whatever yeah. the club nights might be suddenly take it away from you like hang on I've, I've lost what, what my, do do? my yeah. running support motivation Massive. social connection How's it been for you guys? Well, our last race before lockdown was uh, a half marathon. Uh, that was on the Sunday, and then the following Friday, lockdown. Um, so we had one club night on the Tuesday in between, and it was like, oh, what, what's good? Because it wasn't an official club night because our club said, right, we can't have 100 or so people crowded into a room. So there's about, I think there's about 12 of us. We all met up, did the, like our last run uh, before COVID, and then COVID hit. But. Uh, uh, the club's been brilliant. I mean, we've not been able to see each other face to face, but we had uh, WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger, so we've all been talking to each other. And the things that we've done in lockdown, <laughs> looking back now, it is it is amazing how everybody's kept kept everybody going. Um, I mean, we had five k time trials where you, you run on your own. We had a leaderboard, so a bit like park run. It was just like a handicap. So. Regardless of your speed, there was a, a league table um, and it measured the, like the handicap. So everybody got involved. So if, if, if it was a 16-minute park runner or a 30-minute park runner or whatever, it was the same same playing field. You had the, the, we had the leaderboard. So we, we did that for quite quite a long time through a lot, well, the first lockdown, definitely. Um, and we all uploading our results. And it, that was a good thing then to see what everybody's doing in the week and think, oh, that everybody's still out there. You look on Strava and you see everybody still running. Because there's some days and you're like, oh, it's, it's one thing going on a Tuesday, knowing that you're going to be in a, a big group of 20 people and you've got to run 400, 12, 400 metres. But the one time I was like, oh, it's like, I can't, I can't do this on my own. It, it, it's mad. It's, it's just that hard just to get out and run and not have anybody there to see just somebody in the distance to put, push you on. We all got there and we, we all did it. We all uh, encouraged each other. As soon as you, you post it on there, everybody was like the support. Uh, that was that was brilliant. Um, as well as the five k's. After a while, everybody's like, "It's a bit much." This is now going out and just uh, thrashing out a five k every week. It was l- losing its appeal. There's no social aspect of it. Somebody in the group had a, another idea to run the virtual Land's End to John O'Gross. So as a team, we did all the miles and we had a little tracker and we, we did that. I think we did it in a week, I think, between between everybody. So that, that was good. We had to set up a Strava group so we could measure the, measure the distance. Uh, that was another motivational thing. I mean, some of, the, some of the guys, I know, they set up like a relay. Although there was two metres apart, they'd, they'd run 
from one point to the next point, then the next person would go only round local, not not to not to Lands End, but uh, but yeah, there's that many challenges that that had gone on. Um, somebody else come up with the idea of, of an elevation challenge. So you've not got to be the quickest runner. It's how much elevation you can gain in 15 minutes. We had a, a leader ta- a leaderboard for that the one week. Um, we did the Roger Bannister Mile another week. It, I think it was 30, was it sixty years since he broke the uh, five minute mile last year. That's right. Yeah. So we all uh, see how quick, quick we could do a mile, and, and that was that was brilliant. I mean, you was out there. Everybody wore the club colours, which was great. I mean, for, you'd, you'd see just people just flying past. You think, oh, there's somebody from our club doing our uh, mile or the or the five k. It's brilliant, and it just brings together that community, which is absolutely brilliant, and it, it just keeps you connected during those those hard times, and it also makes you realise who at the running club is a complete lunatic, like the person who suggested the elevation oh, yeah, challenge. Yeah. I mean, what's that about? That's going to kill that was, you. Uh, and that, that was all down to as well. I mean, people's finding these steep hills, uh, because this was when we couldn't, you, couldn't yeah. drive, you couldn't drive out of your area, so people mm. would run into, like, we've got like, uh, Sutton Park, which is probably, I don't know, six miles from myself here, so people was running there, because it's hilly, Running six miles there, yeah. getting the breath, and then mm. running up this hill. <laughs> they know, but, oh, wow. then everybody's coming back. Gosh. But then you, then you had the other game that, that was GPS. That the, the GPS sometimes it didn't pick up people's hills, unfortunately. So which you didn't know until ah. until you got back. So, but it was all, it, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it was all, all good fun. I mean, it wasn't like the Olympics. It was uh, just just uh, just good to see everybody uh, doing something. And uh, lockdown, if anything, it, it's made us train better. Uh, it's got more more members we've had a lot of people seeing what we've doing on Strava and they said oh how, how do we join so once the restrictions eased we've had a lot lot more friends join and uh the, the groups got got bigger, uh, which was which was really good. I think there's a lot of clubs that can relate to exactly what you guys have experienced at um, ALC at Aldridge Running Club up and down the country. You've got to adapt and pivot and get creative with your training through lockdown. Not only the restrictions in terms of not being able to meet up and missing that social connection, but also having to get super super creative with logistics of how you train. Because as Definitely. you say, you set these certain challenges. You've also got to think. Well, actually, we, we we've got to be running from our front door. So does everybody have, have access? to hills and how creative can we get i think there's a that there's a real positive side of things to to that adam i really believe that as a coach you know because i think it it, momentum can dissipate the wheels can come off i want to chat to you about some of the achievements that you've made over the years Uh, i mean i know you're you're you know you're a very good level club runner and i think it's really helpful to hear how you manage things and for people listening to this show that well actually you know adam's a really good runner but he has those issues where he needs to meet up with his club buddies to run 12 by 400 metres because to yeah. actually get out your front door and do that yourself is flipping hard. Yeah. So if, if you can lose momentum, I think everybody can. Oh, and that's, that's really it. what I see a big benefit of a club. is. It's like the hub, isn't it? It, it to keep just people br- together brings, like every, brings everybody together. I mean, we always say, we, whenever like, now we're all back together, we all do the do our sessions and some people are like, oh, I've not I've not done, done brilliant this week and other people are like, oh, I've smashed it this week, I've gone past my paces. But we always tell ourselves is you can't do a training plan for, for example, London, 16 weeks. And for 16 weeks, you're not going to be able to hit every single session at 100%. Myself, I've done sessions before and I think, oh, it's terrible, that's, that's rubbish. But we always say it's best to be 80% over the full 16 weeks than being 110% tonight and then tomorrow that you can't go out and do a steady eight mile run or, or and then you're broken until next week you've got to, you've got to be consistent I mean being in a group that brings that home it, it shows what everybody else is doing people 
faster than myself, people not doing the same races. Everybody's there, just helps each other each other along. If you've had a bad day, the, the, the club's there. It's I mean, there's the, been Tuesdays where I've been sitting here thinking, oh, I don't want to run tonight, I don't want to run, oh, my legs are aching, or I could just, just want to stop in. But as soon as you get there, the drive, as soon as you drive to the club, you park your car. That, that that's gone. It, it's it, it's it's not magic. It's like you sit there, you sit there all day dreading the session, and then you get there, and then before you know it, you've done it, and everyone's like, right, what we're we doing Saturday? It's a it's, a, it's a, a running joke. There's a couple of people that as soon as finish on a Tuesday, they're like, oh, what's Saturday's session? As we're running back to the club, we're like, hang on, we've we've, we've just done this. <laughs> You're on about what we're doing Saturday. It's like I'm not a tea yet. <laughs> Let's just shift the focus to your running, Adam, because I'm I'm intrigued to chat to you about. Uh, your kind of training philosophy really and the things you've experienced because I think it's very easy to think that if I want to increase my knowledge of running and improve what I'm doing I need to speak to a coach I need to read books I need to you know speak to experts quote unquote but actually there's there's so many people out there that have a wealth of experience and knowledge that's there to be shared and I think you are one of those people just tell me what have you achieved people listening to the show give them an idea of your level of ability so 5k what's your your best time in a 5k 5k official is uh, 16 12 so you're not hanging about and uh, you, you've done is it one marathon you've done did one marathon yeah that was uh <laughs> during lockdown that was another another thing start of lockdown last year i was like i'm not doing a marathon this year that's in the future you probably you're probably going to create some enemies with this <laughs> response but tell me it's your first marathon what was your time uh, 248 43 blimey <laughs> take that that was uh, 248 first <laughs> that marathon. was it i mean yeah. if anything from lockdown that got conned into doing a marathon I think <laughs> there's, a, there's a few yeah. guys at the club that was like oh you should do a marathon after you've got all this time I'm like ah. and then there's a, a me and my friend uh, was like well, let, let's do one we was going to do a virtual one first because the races were being cancelled we was doing 17 mile on a Sunday we got it up to 20 and then we was like well let's just do one and then a few of the guys when marathon started to come back it was, they were going to do Boston um, not in America in the, the UK Boston and I said, well, let's do that. So we all, all signed up just about to taper two weeks ago to pull the plug on it. Now Boston, it was cancelled to this year and it was like, oh, what are we going to do? I mean, that's another thing about the club. Some of the guys, if there's every race in the world's been cancelled, they'll find a race. They'll, they'll, they'll find something. <laughs> they'll find, they'll make they'll find a race. They'll find one. And if they can't find a race, they'll find a that's hill, it, yeah, you know? That's it. <laughs> I mean, anybody who's listening, and you did say that, Jake, that you may make some enemies here. You know, anyone who's listening and they've been training for years and years and years to break three hours uh, and they love marathon running, just so you know, Adam came along, didn't even... <laughs> want to do a marathon did it in 248 bish bash bosh next one it wasn't all plain sailing I mean the guy that I did it with Toby I mean if you ever speak to him he'll tell you about the last mile I was talking and shouting to myself for the last 800 metres not a peep out of me for 25 miles but 26 mile broke me but uh, yeah Uh, tell me Adam talking about times and performances what's your view on natural ability versus hard work you will know from yeah. being a member of a club, there's so many people that say, I'm not a proper runner, I'm not uh, a natural yeah. runner, I don't have this ability. I mean, obviously, you know, genetics play a factor, but what's your it's view a, on that? There's no... Definitely genetics play a factor, but Kipchoge wasn't born a two-hour marathon runner. Uh, Mo wasn't born a two-hour marathon runner. Guys at our club wasn't born sub-three-hour marathon runners. You, you've got to put the work in, no matter what your ability is. And we always say, like, hard work beats talent every day all the time if you don't put the hard work in you're not going to get anything out of it we're just just club runners I mean at the race we did the weekend there's runners there that are phenomenal but they don't just 
turn up and do a race. They're there running in the morning, running in the afternoon and just putting putting the time in. Uh, it's not even just, right, I've just got to run today. A lot of the guys that I run with, and I, I look up to them because we run on a Sunday. We'll run 17 miles, get up in the morning at half seven, do the run and I'll, we get back and we're absolutely like shattered. But a lot of these guys that have run with, these have got like young, young families and they've got all that to put around the running, which is basically just, just a hobby, but they get it done. There's no excuses. Hard work's what, what gets the results. You've got to put the miles in or, or put the cross training in or, or whatever. You've got to put the, the to, to get the result at the end of the day. But yeah, you may be born genetically tall, long stride, whatever, but I don't think you get born a good runner. You have to put the put the work into to get the results that you want. It's about commitment, isn't it? Commit, and and yeah. as you touched on there, it's very difficult for some, more so than others, depending on the responsibilities that they have, the plates they have to spin. But that's kind of just the way it is, I think, in many respects. Definitely. And it's about, again, we used that word earlier, getting creative. How can I maximise what I'm doing? So the time that I do have, how do I maximise that? And I think this is another reason, actually. I'm a big believer on training for, for, for time, Adam. Not, yeah. not purely. I mean, I no, do yeah. run four miles and I give the runners that I coach, I give them discipline distance-based targets but a lot of it is duration-based because I think one of the benefits is it's easy to manage right I'm going to be back at this time now because yeah. I'm doing a 90-minute run that's it <laughs> you know a lot a lot easier we'll all say as well every say oh, I've not got time I've not got time to fit this 30-minute running I've not got time to fit this these hill repeats in it's so a session what an, an hour 40 minutes an hour tops you've got everybody's got the same amount of time in the day you've got 24 hours of a day on average you work what seven eight hours i mean just get out and get it done i mean you, you could sit there scrolling through on instagram or videos of cats or whatever <laughs> random videos on on facebook or whatever but if you just put all that time to one side and think right if i spend an hour on my phone just doing nothing i could get out and do that run be back and still have time to relax and chill and, and whatever before life kids responsibility work or or whatever but yeah people that say oh, I've, I've not got time to do this to do that time or to do this time people that are way way quicker than m- myself they've got more responsibilities than me and that if they can do it that that's what inspires me to get out there and uh, give it a go recovery adam are you we've spoken about hard work and commitment you are clearly very committed you use the club for those moments when you're not feeling it yeah to give you the love and the energy to get out there commit to those sessions are you good with recovery do you schedule this do you have some downtime yeah downtime every friday i have friday off completely no running just a bit of stretching little walk lunchtime but yeah if you can't recover from the hard sessions you're not gonna be able to hit the next session well Uh, and then like recovery runs a lot of us at the club uh, are big believers in this you've got to recover and to go again you can't for example tonight we're going to go to to the club and do an effort session you can't do that tonight and then tomorrow morning be up and right i'm going to go and run 10 miles again you, you just you're just going to break you're just going to break your body after a hard session the next morning just 30 minutes 40 minutes just easy recoveries low heart rates runs you don't win any races for run, running your recovery races at ridiculous paces just to put on Strava to say recovery run if you're running for example if you're going to run a, a sub 3 hour marathon at 6.50s you can't be running your recovery runs at 7.10s it's just your body's not recovering and you, you're just going to do yourself damage at the end of the day but yeah big believer in a Recovery, foam rolling, stretching, Theragun, the uh, massage guns. It's all those things that you've mentioned there that I think we need to factor into that time that we spoke about earlier. You know, how much time have we got? Right, okay, this is how much time I've got across the week to be able to train. Wonderful. 
how are you going to split up the things that you need to be doing within that time rather than just thinking right that's my running time because then all of a sudden when an injury strikes or you realize the benefits of stretching or foam rolling and all those things single leg balance work anything you think is important how are you going to fit that in where's that extra time coming from so it's it's getting smart isn't it i guess yeah with the training really adam especially with training everybody's like right i'm going to say training for a 10k it's not all about as you as you know it's not all about going out and running six miles at 10k pace because that's just going to get yourself injured as i mean that when i when i started a few years ago i just had one pace it was right on a tuesday on club runs we used to say go and just just run out as hard as you could before watches and everything i just used to run start my watch stop it but then you meet other people at the club that they say right we want to do effort sessions before i joined the club i didn't know what effort sessions were i never knew what hill reps were or 400 meters or thresholds or tempo or 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 any of that and you just meet other people and you see their ways of training and you even if they're not doing the same sort of race but you can see if, if they're going to do a long run on a Sunday, then on a Monday, they're not going to go and do effort session. They'll have an easier recovery day to get the body back and fresh to hit it hard again. Then on the, on the Tuesday, the group that I train with, I mean, I look up to them. People say, oh, who's your heroes? People will say, oh, Mo Farah or whatever. They're all there with heroes and everything. But you run with some of the guys that are guys and girls on a on a Tuesday or, or whenever, and they're just inspiring. Their, their stories, their times. It, it's just 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 aspire to be be like that. That's that's what keeps me uh, me going and, and training. Talking of uh, inspiration, Adam, you've you've got another hero, haven't you? Another. Yeah. person that inspires you yeah um he'll probably uh, end up li- listening to it but uh, a big big inspiration is uh, my dad he was a sub three man- marathoner in his uh in the 80s until uh, somebody come along and spoilt it uh, myself but, but but yeah i mean he runs for a local a local club and that, that that's what's crazy about the running running world i'd been at the club for a couple of weeks and used to meet in this local stick Stick and Wicket, the cricket club. Um, and then this, I could see this guy looking at me and he waved at me and I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. And everybody went out for the runs and he said, oh, you're uh, Derek's lad, aren't you? And I was like, uh, uh, yeah. He said, oh, I used to run with him back in in the 80s. He was a much younger than my dad, uh, Tony Dutton. But yeah, he's a, another quiet legend at Aldridge Running Club. I mean, some of the times that he's done and he, he doesn't he doesn't speak about it, but he's, he's a ridiculous, uh, ridiculously quick runner. But there's, there's that much, uh, not just just Tony. There's that much history at, at Aldridge. I mean, there are over thirty years of, of running, and some of the times and some of the records at, at the club that are, are fantastic. Uh, had some great runners in the eighties and. 80s 90s and and then look only from what we can see it kind of kind of went away from that um like a very inclusive club there wasn't that many quick times but hopefully now Aldridge is back I mean (laughs) there's a lot of local clubs now there's Birchfield there's Tipton some of the top top clubs and uh, we had our local 10k on Sunday and it's nice to see now that we can mix it with the the big boys and girls now and uh, really good uh, friendly competition with local clubs but it's 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 more more than that I mean it's you've got you've got that aspect of it but if you just want to go and train or just meet meet up and couch to 5k that 
it's just that big the spectrum of what people want to achieve and it, inclusive it, it's, it's brilliant I mean there's a guy Henry Simpson the weekend he broke uh, over 65's record and he's just just an inspiration he's just amazing that he, he, he can still he still does that and still wants to compete we can all find things to give us inspiration and motivation can't we and to, to drive us and fuel us even as we naturally slow down as we get older there's always ways of reigniting that fire whether that's you know performing well for your age yeah let's say, in the case of the gentleman you mentioned, which is just incredible, really. Well, I wanted to ask you, actually, what your dad would make or does make of your fancy carbon shoes. I mean, he yeah. surely he must be using that as a, well, I would have beat you, son, had oh, I have had carbon shoes in my day. Yeah, I mean, his biggest thing is... He- it's oh, it wasn't chip time back in the day, so you can easily take twenty minutes off that. I was like, it didn't take you twenty minutes to cross the start line, but <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, there's no carbon fiber, or I think he said the first GPS watch had come out back back then, but there's no carbon fiber. I think it was Patrick's or nothing back then. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, mm. uh, it's good to see how it's all coming. What do you make of the carbon shoes? Obviously, this the, I see a lot of this uh, these posts that you, you put out there on Instagram and your fancy shoes. What, are you a fan of them? Yeah. The, you feel the benefit? There's benefit in them, but it's a shoe at the end of the day. You don't put the shoe on, stand on the start line and say, go, I'm going to have a nice little relaxing six mile or whatever. I mean, they help. They're, they're just, I think they're just for the turnover on the feet. They're not, as, everybody calls them super shoes. Oh, it's taking minutes off times. But if you, we always say, if you've got just somebody who's starting out, who just completed the couch to 5K and said, right, running your normal shoes, you do it in X time. And then next week, running the carbon fibre shoes, there's not going to be a great difference. It gets a bad press and it's all, oh, it's cheating. It's, it's a shoe at the end of the day. If there's a few, a few seconds a mile but I think that's just the economics of the, the running and the, the energy return and they're just lighter they're, they're that much lighter compared to your standard everyday uh, running shoe if anything I think the big benefit is recovery if you use them for races uh, I mean we all all majority of the field had them on Sunday and it just helps your legs recover with the foam a bit more but it still all hurts as much as much as if you're running any 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 shoe when we speak to club runners like yourself adam or whether we speak to professional athletes or experts in their field and we talk about running and how to improve and those things that are potentially going to give us the marginal gains like the carbon footwear you know maybe yeah. some tweaks to the diet and yeah. various training components and whatnot really the th- the common theme throughout everybody is it takes hard work and commitment. Uh, yeah, hard, hard work, work and, commitment. and commitment. That's it. I mean, it's a, probably a small one percent, but if you've got if you're wearing carbon fiber shoes, and then going out the night before drinking or, or whatever, it doesn't matter what you put on your feet the next day. If you've not got all the small one percent all put together, if you've not been doing your strength training or your stretching or a good taper for the race, and put all the hard work in beforehand and, and sleep and hydration, if you've got none of that, carbon fiber shoes aren't really going to be the silver bullet on on race day you see i've never considered myself to be an olympic uh, or a, or an elite uh, elite elite level runner uh, i'm definitely a non-running guy but you did mention carbon shoes and drinking in the same <laughs> uh, the same sentence there and i'm just thinking a night out with carbon shoes sounds absolutely That's fine it, yeah. <laughs> they are a bit unsta- as long as i don't have to do a bit unstable for walking in so i would just be a, a bit careful <laughs> That's okay, mate. I'm unstable as it is, so I think we we uh, we fit alongside each other nicely. Uh, I've just got a vision of Pete smashing the mile, breaking all records, running from pub to pub in the carbon-plated <laughs> yes, shoes. <that's> it, yeah. <laughs> 
this yeah, is something the, the we need to test. The mile is a particular uh, pub crawl route in Derby, which is where I'm from, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on the show today, giving us an insight of club life at Aldridge Running Club. Uh, if people do want to get involved with the club, find out more about how to join in sessions, etc., they can connect with you on Facebook or Instagram, but also you have aldridgerunningclub.co.uk is the That's website. Yeah. We will link that in the show notes page and point people in your direction. Adam, we can't simply let you go before asking you one final, 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 final question. This is your weekly dose of running motivation. Adam Smith from Aldridge Running Club. What does the word motivation mean to you? Go for your goals. Go for what you've set set down on a piece of paper and stuck on the wall. Uh, and if you've got a great group of people or a great club with you, just to go after your goals and never let anybody say that you can't do something because that's what I've learned from the club is you've got more inside than you ever ever think until you until you try. You can't do it. I mean, you can only fail, but you've not really failed. Then you've you just had a go. You, you just set it up to smash it next time, but just join your local club because it's, it's it's changed my life. Just go for it. Adam, you're a top guy. Great to speak to you. Catch up soon. Cheers, Jake. Thank you. Running with Jake, the podcast. Oh, dear. Is it, do I speak now? It's my bit. My bit now. I, it's the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, your bit. it's your bit. It's now. the heat, man. Listen, I tell you, you, you actually think. Or you would assume, oh, it's going to be roasting in Italy. That's what we thought. It, unseasonal weather they've had for the past several days. We went, we did a long run at the weekend. It absolutely hammered it down. While you were enjoying beautiful weather in Old Blighty, absolutely hammered it down here. It was crazy. And now we're back to traditional July Italian weather. It's roasting and it's clearly getting to my head. I can't. I just. It's, it's just hot. Why don't you do your Patreon Pete bit while I just cool down? I just. I just. I just need a little breather. I can oh. if, if you want. If you want, I'd be I'd be quite happy to ask for money. I mean, yeah, do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, the, the way the way the podcast works, obviously, it's free. It is free to everybody to listen to, and we're not going to get involved with this. We, we hear about this thing where, um, you know, Apple are doing this new subscription thing, and Spotify are doing this new subscription thing, where you pay and then you download a podcast and listen to it. We're not involved in any of that because we know that our content is free content, and it will always be free content, and that's great. But obviously, the podcast does cost us money to do um you know we're not doing this link up for example it's not free is it free i don't think it's i don't think it's free um but you know essentially it does cost us money to do so anything that you can throw in the pot if you do enjoy the content is really really gratefully received like unbelievably gratefully received you know we mentioned Inga a little bit earlier um she my my big insecurity about the people who do very kindly um use patreon to support the show is that one day i'll wake up and they'll have all realized that the show's rubbish and then they'll stop supporting the show um and i got an email to say that somebody's pledge had changed and i thought oh, oh blimey oh no and and it, i saw it was from ing uh, who suggested that we do take a break <laughs> but um she's increased her she's increased her, uh, her, her her Patreon amount that she's paying us every month which is lovely, so nice uh, and um, and surprising as well are you sure you didn't hit the wrong button Ing? You might have hit the wrong button thank you Ing, if you'd like to do similar, if you would like to support the show and you do like the content then please do um, just go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and at the top of the page there there's a little Patreon thing, you can click on that and you can donate whatever you can afford every month just need to call off man, just it's just so hot. It's just hot. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh. <laughs>
Are you okay to do Ash Jane? Yeah, yeah, now? let's get back on it. I, I just, you know, I thank the Lord for beach showers. Don't want don't to use it too often, though. Don't want to waste too much water, you know. Care about the environment and all that. Very important. Uh, right now, it's time to um, take another one of your questions. It is indeed... <coughs> hashtag Ash Jake. Today's question is something I think many of us would love to know the answer to. I'm going to try and help you with this particular question. It comes from Palm Jit. And the question is, how do we avoid needing to stop for a wee during a long run? You know the score, you're getting into the flow, you're feeling good, all of a sudden you need to stop for the toilet. Very distracting and not always so easy to do. So I think the answer, Palm Jit, really lies in timings and testing timings. So what I always advise is when you wake up, let's say on a Sunday morning, if that's when you're doing your long run, start to hydrate because obviously hydration is important. So, you know, drink, make sure you have your breakfast, you're sipping water, whatever works for you, but then have a cutoff time. And this is something you will need to test yourself. So let's say, for example, you're running at 9am. Well, you might stop drinking at uh, 8am. So literally 8am, even set a reminder on your phone, stop drinking. Then go and run, obviously taking fluids with you if you feel you need it and the run is long enough. And then test to see, do you need to stop for the toilet or do you not? If you find that you still need to stop for a week, then what I would do is just extend that window from when you stop drinking to when you're in. So you might test one hour, 15 minutes. You might stop drinking at 7.45 in the morning with your run being at 9am. So it is about a little bit of experimentation and I would log what you do, write it down or put it on Strava or Garmin or whatever you use so that you know what works and perhaps what didn't work and then you can kind of tweak things from there to find what does work for you. I hope that helps. If you've got a question, it is hashtag AskJake or you can drop us an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. That brings us to the end of another... <laughs> that brings us to the end of another very hot episode of Running With Jake, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Massive thank you to our guest, Adam Smith. We will be back next week for more running motivation and I will be in Greece. Be prepared for the plate smashing. The crickets will be no longer... Well, actually, no, they probably will be crickets. Uh, I think they've got a lot of crickets in... Probably have got a lot of crickets, haven't they? What we're doing is we're doing a tour of European in places where the crickets are really, really annoying and uh, it's because we like a challenge in our recording condition. <laughs> well, let's see if we can get to Greece first of all. PCR test, gosh knows what else, but next week we will be back for more running motivation. Oh, and one more thing. We rise by lifting others. So get dishing out that kudos. Kudos.